And now. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is day two of a special week of shows that are being co-hosted by Dr. Columbus Matisse, where we are celebrating and honoring Black History Month. So to introduce today's guest is Dr. Columbus Batiste. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to see you again, Chef AJ. Thank you so much. Yesterday was so great. I don't know how we can top this. (laughs) Well, we have have the ingredients to top that. Sorry, Milton. We have the ingredients to top that because we have a fabulous person with us, right? So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I have to, you know, for those who didn't tune in yesterday, I mean, here's the thing. AJ is extremely generous person and huge support. And I tell this story all the time. And Jasmine, you have to kind of hear this little bit before we dive into your excellence of what you are, is that AJ, from the moment I first met her, and I went out and I started on this venture, you know, I was a physician, I was an interventional cardiologist. And I said, you know what, I need to make a change, but I need to be able to tell my patients exactly what to do in this realm. Even though I grew up Southern style and cooking from New Orleans with my, my folks. I went there, she treated me like royalty. And since then, she's been a tremendous support. She's always been an advocate for diversity, an advocate for uh, respecting everyone, irrespective of how they look, how they were born, what they choose to do, but respect, respect, respect. And for that, man, you can't ask for anyone, a better co-host than her. Thank you. So thank you. Well, thank I, you. I, thank I feel you. like I won the, I feel like I lucked out having you. <laughs> but, but I'm, but I'm saying though, we have Jasmine Leva. I, I, I don't know folks out there, if you have witnessed the greatness of this young lady and what she's done already in her career in terms of producing this film, tell me if you have not seen Invisible Vegan, an incredible, incredible film. And I'll tell you, I'm gonna I'm drop a little something with that is that I was so impressed. I was so impressed with that film that um, I was mad. It had me mad because I was like, when I saw between you, I went between your film and this 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 brother right now who's joining the show. I was like, there's no more work for me to do. I had all these big grandiose ideas to transition out of medicine, and after watching you guys' stuff, I was like, man, this is incredible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait to dig into that, and uh, so thank you, Jasmine, for being here. Thank you. you. And you know how to give an introduction. Like even the way you said my name, like, sir, I felt it in my heart. Thank you. (laughs) Man, it's good. It's good to see you. And and John, how are you, sir? We can't I hope I hope he's here because I wore a very special shirt that I really can't wear too many other places. Can you you can't hear us? You may have to go. Oh, that's the same thing that happened to me. uh Uh-huh. You may have to log out and log back in. That's what you know, don't we love technology? I'm going to tell you, technology is incredible, but it's also the bane of our existence at times. But, you know, I mean, we're going to dig into it. I'm going to wait for John to kind of join on and everything like that to really kind of dig into some of this stuff that, um, you know, like I said, I had to do my homework. Medical school was no joke. And so I do my homework on you guys. And I called up some FBI friends and some police police officers to do dig a little dirt on you. I couldn't find anything. Oh, I mean, my mom did work for the FBI, so <laughs> this you really- whatever you find, it would have been redacted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's always good to have in your back pocket. That's good to have. All right. So some basic stuff all the way for John to show if, John, uh, if John's able to kind of get the connection. How long have you been vegan? 
oh, you know what? I'm not good like the other vegans who know like their vegan-versary. Because okay. I started, I would say I started, me and veganism, we were like, you know, on and off again boyfriend. You know, it was mm-hmm. like I started like 17 years ago. And then it was okay. like, we were on and off, on and off. And then for the last maybe, I want to say seven, eight-ish years, we just been on. We had a smooth run. All right. Well, every relationship has a little rocky road, right? Not exactly. the ice cream before you. Yeah, change doesn't happen overnight all the time. That's so. right. That's right. No, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. No, I, I, I feel you for sure because I am a, I am a recovered sugar holic <laughs> and junk food holic. So, it's good to be here, John. I think we're working now. Oh I think my we're, goodness! I think we're... <laughs> Man, I'm a looking universe. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, bro. That was right there. That was a movie star entrance. You came in just on time, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. How you doing? I'm good, man. How everybody else doing? Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. For those of you out there who don't know John Lewis and Chef AJ, just remembering Chef AJ has has granted me access to her show, and she's a phenomenal individual. And so she reached out, and we have two incredible storytellers with us today. I call them storytellers. They like to call themselves filmmakers. I like to call them storytellers because they tell a story you know, you that's know, back incredible. In the day, back in the day, when my mom used to say storytelling, that means he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, y'all didn't lie. Y'all didn't lie. It's like any of your stuff at all. That's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. But you know, I mean, AJ was kind of talking to me and she said, you know, what do you want to title this show? what do you want to title this show and what are you thinking? And I was kind of sitting there. I dropped my son off to school. John, I mean, I think he's, he's 15. He's almost your height. He's about your height. He's about six, three. He's like towering over me and everything like that bumps up against me every time I see him. And so, um, you know, it hit me. It was like telling our stories, telling our stories. And so, because you're Mm -hmm. storytellers. And so what I was so amazed with, I have to tell you, I started telling Jasmine about how, what her film did for me you know, in terms of this blend. And, and I hope you're okay with my characterization. It was like the collision between like friends and like dope energy, black friends, dope energy, this, this kind of like education and touching on every aspect, this collision, it was like a flavor burst in my, in my, <laughs> in my senses, you know? And so I was, I was, I was, it was incredible. And then when I turned and I watched John's, they're trying to kill us. Man, it sent chills down my spine. You know, growing up, I, it resonated with me. I grew up inside of South Central LA. I grew up in, in Compton. I mean, my, my folks, they did everything they could to kind of send me out and give me a better life and everything like many of us experience. And so watching, they're trying to kill us and watching all the aspects, we're gonna dig into it. Man, I'll tell you, it told the story like no one else could tell the story from the different vantage points. So thank you both for what you did. For sure. Appreciate that. Appreciate. Sure. Yeah, and I man. always, give, always give homage to Jazz because, like, she was the pioneer for what I did with my story. I even reached out to her when I started making my story, and we, and we always laugh about it because people are always like, she told me people were reporting to her like somebody trying to make a movie like yours, and she was like, I already know about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I love it. I love it because you know what? I mean, it's. I mean, tell me movie making isn't like, I mean, how many superhero movies are there, right? And there's always a a good guy, a bad guy, a villain, and the good guy Mm -hmm. wins in the end unless there's a sequel. 
So why right. can't we tell a similar story different ways multiple times? Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and they're, and they're very, they're I mean, they're very similar in a sense, but then they're very different in a way that almost feels like yin and yang. Like there's this masculine energy, and then there's this feminine energy, and we're kind of he's hitting on like you know violence and all these things that I didn't really go through as a black woman. And then you know I'm talking about my vaginal issues. I'm guessing John didn't go through that as a man. So it's like you know it's it's something for everybody when you combine the two. So I don't even look at it as competition. I look at it like, no, I'm honored to be, you know, on the same, doing the same thing as, as John. It's great. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's for sure. And John, I, I gave Jasmine a little heads up. I have, I'm pitching an idea to both of y'all, all right, <laughs> uh, for a movie. I mean, and I just want credit that I pitched it first here on Chef AJ's show. That's going to okay. transform. It's going. <laughs> we're going to blow up the world with this one. I'm going to tell you at the end of the show here. But you okay. know, Jasmine, tell me, t- what made you decide to tell your story? What made you decide to tell this, your story your way when you were kind of going down this road? So a lot. So I moved out to LA, and when I became, and I'm from DC. So D- DC, you know, is majority black. Well, then it was majority black. And then when I came out to LA, became vegan, I was telling my friends back home, like, hey, y'all need to get up on this vegan lifestyle. Like I'm feeling so much better, my energy, my health. And they weren't hearing it. They kept racializing my choices. Like you moved to LA, now you want this white people stuff. And I'm like, why do they keep racializing uh, veganism? And I started looking at all the, the vegan media and I just kept seeing like white girl after white girl after white girl. I was like, oh, that is why. And so I just decided to, you know, I was already working in TV and I decided to use my skills to just be the change that I wanted to see and make something that would be palatable and and help like people that I care about understand why veganism is legit. Yeah. And that that came through. I could feel that. I could feel that because it didn't seem like you were faking it because you had your friends that you knew from high school in there and kind of going through and the evolution was organic in you telling your story from your own vantage point. And that's, uh, that's, that's dope, it's all about the vantage point. John, though, for you though, I mean, one of the things I wanted to understand is we all have different, we're all the, sometimes when people look at people of African descent, you see a monolith. They think like, oh, all black people the same, right? No, and we're all different, you know? Some all from different. the Caribbean, yeah, man. And so your story is a little bit different. So how did your experience growing up uniquely shape you and your approach towards your film tell me about that you know it, it like like Jasmine pretty much touched base on I, I feel that like we all have the same storyline but a different story if that makes sense I think we all go through some kind of trauma just being a black person in America it's just going to be a, it may be a different story like mine was I was born to a uh, a mother that was addicted to crack and I was obese and you know I went through the drugs and the gangs and all the different things so it was a different ball game but it was still a trauma that a lot of other races don't go through you know what I'm saying even though let's just say Jasmine didn't go through that she understands when I talk about it because mm-hmm. it's part it's part of our matrix you know if I talk, you know you tell me you, you grew up in Compton I'm like oh you know what I'm talking about you know exactly. even if you are from I don't know, maybe Beverly Hills, but you're black. There's somewhere, there's a story that went down your your family pipeline where somebody told a story about something that they went through. You know what I'm saying? Even to get to Beverly Hills, they went through something that another race probably didn't go through. And this is not a racist thing. It's just 
that's just facts. Yeah. So for me, I felt like I had to tell a story that was relatable. I didn't want to sugarcoat it. I didn't want to, I, I felt like there was enough sugarcoating going on. Like, hey, you should go vegan because animals love it. And you should go vegan because, you know, uh, it's going to help the economy. It's going to help the world. It's like, no, what if it helped us? You know, we forget about that aspect. You know, if we're we're the minority per se in this country, but we're dying at the fastest rate than anybody. But what's always portrayed on the news and the media is, you know, the gun violence and this and that, which that's definitely a problem. But what if we take a real look at what we're putting in our system? And, and that's where it influenced me because, you know, watching my family history of, you know, things that were going wrong and, and you know, family members dying, friends dying, and, and even worse, it, it's funny, but not funny, but being at funerals and when it's time to eat the food and then the food comes out and it's the same food that the person just died from. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I, 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 and I hate to admit it, I was at my uncle's funeral and everybody's talking about like, man, you know, if he would have just changed the way he ate, you know, it could have been, you know, if he just ate this way. And it was like, as soon as they said food's ready, it was like the conversation wow. dropped. And I'm just sitting at the table by myself and I'm like, and I look over there. This and now listen, it wasn't even like it was like somebody in the back slaving in the kitchen. It was straight up Popeyes and like, oh, like wow. and like high seed juice and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, y'all literally just was talking about Unc over here. And y'all just and I'm the only vegan at the funeral. And I'm just like, I'm gonna just chill out and just sit right here and watch. Like that's it. John, question: Was the Popeyes like still in the Popeyes box? In the box. Was it? No, no, no. Actually, actually, it wasn't in the box still. It was still in the bag, and they had to take out the bag and put it in the wow. box. You know, like, so, the, gre the greasy you know, bag, the greasy soak bag. Okay. Yeah, the okay. plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 So what? So what's the craziest, Jasmine? What's the craziest interaction you had after you went? You finally decided you're going vegan with family, friends, or anyone like that in the community. Um, the craziest? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say anything, like nothing really crazy because my family, like they're cool. And even when they came for me, it was from a joking place. So it, would, it. it wouldn't be crazy. It would just be more so like jokes. Like they bring out the turkey and it's like, oh, skip Jasmine. She wants the rabbit food, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Or, but the one thing I hated when people do, this isn't people coming for me, but when I would want to go to a function, they'd be like, Jazz, we got you. We're going to have a vegan option. And I get there and I'm like, that is iceberg lettuce and tomatoes. Like, is that? <laughs> At least they ain't organic, so ranch dressing. It's organic, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's That's vegan. Hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. John, what about you? Um, I mean, I've, I've gone through it all, man. Like, I, I've gone to family reunions. And I just bring my own food. And so I've been, I, uh, I don't know if my cousin will ever see this, but I remember being at one of the family reunions and I'm sitting down eating and I literally have my plate because I bring my own plate. I just know better before I even come to the event. I do. But I ask anybody, hey, y'all want something when I go to Whole Foods? They're like, no, cool. Don't ask for none of my food when I sit down because I'm not sharing. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating. My cousin's like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, you mean the asparagus? Like literally, she had never seen asparagus before, and I can't laugh too much because before yeah. I went vegan, I wasn't really well versed on it. So you know, it's just 
I, I have a very supportive family. They're just still scared. I mean, my family, my family not from Arkansas owns the number one barbecue restaurant in all of Arkansas and Tennessee. So wow. in their head, they're still stuck in this. We got to have meat, you know, this and that. And, and I was a butcher at one point myself. So I know how my family sees it. But then every now and then they'll slide behind. I'm sure this happens to Jasmine. Shoot, it comes. I'm sure this happens to you. Like they'll talk noise in front of everybody else, but then they'll be like, um, "Hey, man, so I'm, I'm trying to get healthy. What should I do?" But that's in private. In, in public, they laughing at you. They they joining the crew, mm-hmm. but in private, they like, um, "What do we do about this here?" You know, my doctor said this. So yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. No, I, I, de- I definitely can relate to that. That's, that's crazy. So the one thing I want to know, because I mean, you both brought this out. I've heard you mention this in times past, John and Jasmine, I know you brought this out inside the film. You know, what's the perception inside and outside the black community, right, about that being vegan is a white thing. That's a white thing. Yeah, I mean, is that I mean, what's what where do you think that stems from? I mean, I've had both sides. I remember telling this guy once I had really adopted and incorporated into my practice that, listen, you need to eat these, these green leafy vegetables. And he looked at me and said, that's black people food. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? Because I, I told him about collards and spinach and kale and, and mustards. And he, he looked at me and said, that's black people food. I said, I didn't know there was a racial <laughs> that food was ascribed to a race. You know, I have to kind of take a different approach inside my office but anyway i mean we're at this whole thing what's your what's your take on this in terms of your interaction with people jazz i can see you ready to go yeah go ahead i mean i'm glad because i I feel like now it's getting so much better you know veganism is becoming trendy so you're seeing all different like body types genders races like everybody's sipping the kool-aid to an extent now but before i think it just felt like you know uh the white vegan mainstream movement they kind of took ownership of it not even in just the way they presented it but they also wanted people to go vegan for their reasons and I think that was part of the turnoff for a lot of people of color like it was this like you know all the videos like you need to go vegan for the animals and and black a lot of people in the black community I'm not gonna say black people don't care about animals because you know that's not the truth that's generalizing but I will say that in the black community, people care more about their grandmother with diabetes than they do about a, a chicken. So again, since you had people taking ownership and wanting you to do it for their reasons, it's like, it kind of just got branded as like, oh, okay, that's a white thing. That's their thing that they're fighting for. And, and, and to go right along with what Jasmine's saying is that, you know, I say it all the time is that that's why my film is the way it is because Again, not generalizing, not saying that Black people don't care about animals or don't care about the earth, but humans in general have one trait that no other animal on the planet has, and that's selfishness. And if you don't appeal to that selfishness and appeal to that, you know, need to stay alive, then it does, then if you are not actively listening to your crowd, if your crowd tells you, hey, um, you know, I was thinking about going vegan because I want to be healthy. And you go, you know what? You should go vegan because the animals, you literally just lost that person. You didn't actively listen to them, you know, and that happens so much. Like I post tons of videos, as y'all probably know, <laughs> I post tons of videos, tons of things appealing to people and their health. 
because the animals at the end of the day, excuse my language, Chef AJ, they don't give a fuck why you went vegan as long as you're not killing them. They really don't care. At the end of the day, animals don't care why you went vegan. It's just like black people don't care if the police, why the police stop killing them. They just care that they don't kill them. It doesn't matter right. if it's a law. It doesn't matter if their heart changed. It doesn't matter if they got more money out of it. As long as they stop doing it, that's the that's the main cause. So that's why I do it. And then you just got to appeal to those people. So that's like the main reason why I take that approach. Now, don't get me wrong. I do sprinkle some animal rights in here. I sprinkle some human rights in there. I sprinkle all these things in there. But you have to understand that you have to appeal to the actual crowd that you're trying to appeal. If you come with a blanket statement, it'll never work, you know? So that that's why I think there's been a big problem with the, the whole white veganism thing because veganism has been around forever. It just got a name around a certain time. It was just, you didn't eat animals. You had Rastafari, you had so many, you had Jainism. You have all these different forms of it. You got Buddhism that doesn't do it. So it's so many different You gotta forms. break that down for people who may not know what the, any of those things are. Okay, so Rastafari is, and I, I'm not going to be like the, the end-all, be-all pro on this, but Rastafari is more uh, of a religion that uh, believes in Ital, which is uh, living from the land, living from the earth. So they don't believe in killing animals. Now, it's progressed over time, and you will find some people that are Rastafari that still do eat animals. But people that have been scared of, black people that are scared of tofu ain't never been to Jamaica and had some jerk tofu yet. Because that is off the chain. <laughs> Jamaica's been eating tofu for yep. centuries. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it, and, and it's some cats out in Jamaica, 60 years old, looking like they built like a 20-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't got nothing to do with no no man boobs, nothing like that. Uh, Jainism is, a, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to take up all the time, but a crazy story how I even found out about Jainism. I'll say that for last, Buddhism is religion. That's probably one of the most popular religions out there. But uh, for the most part, they actually practice fasting, which fasting for some reason is like, oh, it's this new age cult thing. And people think it's, I'm like, dude, fasting has been around since the beginning of the time. You think people ate 24 hours a day, you know, back in the day, they barely could find food, you know, so it, that's something else. So Jainism, I learned this, I was on an airplane coming back from LA to Miami and I was tired. I was taking the red eye and it was this guy sitting, he, Gets on the plane. I got the window seat. I always get the window seat because I just want to fall asleep. And the guy's on with two twins. And he says, man, I'm so sorry, man. My daughter, would um, she gets very scared on the planes. And she would love to have the window seat. It could, I, I hate to bother you. Can I please have the window seat for her? And I, I never forget. I gave him this look. And I tried not to. But my instinct was like, you. <laughs> and I'm like, and I looked at the little girl. And I'm like, Sure, man. So now I'm on the aisle seat. I'm all the way in the aisle because, of course, he got to sit by his daughters. And so and his wife and the two other daughters were sitting behind us. So he's trying to spark conversation. I'm kind of reluctant at first. And then as time goes on, I, you know, the conversation starts going. And so he asked me if I wanted some of the snack bag. He had just freshly opened it. Now, mind you, this is 10 years ago, probably 10, 11 years ago. And he goes, uh, would you like some of these snacks? I'm like, ah. Uh, I was like, you know, I looked at it. I was like, oh, I got to be careful because I'm vegan. He said, oh, man, you're vegan? He said, I was actually raised vegan. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, my religion and all this. I never asked his religion growing up. And then he started talking about Jainism. And I never heard of Jainism before that. Um, for anybody, you can Google Jainism. Jainism is, is a, it, the religion is actually older than Buddhism. It's been around <laughs> forever. 
And so at the end of the conversation, we really started hitting it off. Everything's going cool. And uh, never asked his name at the end of the conversation. He goes, what's your name? I'm like, oh, John Lewis. He's like, oh, like the civil rights leader. I'm like, yeah, but no religion. I mean, no relation. He goes, I said, what's your name? He goes, Vip Jane. He was actually a descendant of the original Janes that started the religion. Now, mind you, if I would have been a jerk and never gave up that seat, because I really, I was at the point where I was not going to give up that seat. I wouldn't have learned. I mean, I probably would have learned about Jainism later on, but I wouldn't have had that kind of connection with the religion. And it really, I'm not religious at all, but when I say I really relate to that, like they even go back as far as like they would sweep the land before they walk the original Jains, like they would sweep the land because they didn't even want to step on bugs. They really believe in the re reincarnation and all that stuff. So veganism, before it got coined as a name, has been around forever. It's just, it's been whitewashed. <laughs> so sorry. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I'll just add to, to the conversation just a little bit. You know, when I, when I look at this, and it really struck me when I went and I gave a lecture in Jamaica and some other spots and, and they weren't really affluent. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm coming at them telling them you should do this, this and this. And you look at what is the fundamental needs? What's the Maslow's needs, hierarchy mm -hmm. needs for someone? And so when you look at this idea and the concept of privilege and wealth and the ability, and I'm struggling to make ends meet, I'm struggling to just stay alive. I'm struggling to, to find a job and my care and concern perhaps for animals may not be that way. Cause I could tell you stories from growing up that I won't tell because I don't want to offend anyone <laughs> from being in, living inside the city, right? And so that wasn't the concern where I grew up and not necessarily my family, but neighbors and everything else like that. So I think there's many, I think what you both have said in terms of kind of knowing your audience and speaking when we're speaking. And once again, African-American culture is not a monolith. It's not just one segment. You have different financial strata, you have different education, but you have one commonality, which is the color of your skin, right? And so that doesn't afford you to, to escape certain things at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. You got to know your crowd. And, and I, 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 I failed to mention this, and I meant to mention it the first time, is that, you know, a lot of times when you talk to African-American people, the reason why they don't relate to the animal welfare side is because we feel like we've been treated as animals in this country. So it's like, why am I gonna put this animal before me? Because this government treats me worse than some of those animals. And, and that's, that's hard to say for a lot of people to understand. But if you look at the systematic approach of it, yeah, it's hard for them to see that because they feel like they are part of that group. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's, real, that's real talk because I mean, I get that all the time. It's just like, the perception is that when you say that you're vegan, it's like, well, you care more about animals than you care about humans. Mm -hmm. And that's not, exactly. and they're not, and care for animals isn't mutually exclusive for care for humans, but it's really the way in which you show that love, which is a key component. How you show that love, are you only showing the love, demonstrating it to, to animals versus humans? Um, so anyway, you know, that, that's, that's, that's deep stuff. But you know, one of the things I, I saw too, as well, is that you both touched on deep, a little bit more different things. John, you touched on a little bit more in terms of social determinants of health and food deserts and food swamps and, and, and standard American diet. And, um, and I think that that plays a role in, because Jasmine, you touched on the end part of that when you kind of demonstrated to your group of friends that you know what, it tastes good. 
and they were tasting the mousse. And they're like, oh, okay, this this actually tastes good. Okay, I, I, I can get down with this and I can actually work out and have stuff. And the chef was showing them and you showed the other end in terms of how taste buds are, sh are shattered and, and all that stuff with social determinants of health. So tell me, talk a little bit more about, about that and your experience and some of the things you've done even outside the movie and trying to kind of break that cycle, you know, with, with some of the, the devastation of passing through the gateway. It seems like there's a gateway of arches <laughs> that go into every single hood, every single inner city that we all are very familiar with, the golden arches. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll let you go, James. I, I, you're, you're good at starting it off. <laughs> Hold on. So I'm sorry, like, can you minimize the question a little bit? Yeah, just tell me about your, tell me about your experience, like, in terms of getting folks to really transition or being willing to try foods that are helpful for them, you know? Okay. I, mean, I think that's really the thing because our, our, we're all kind of in this cycle where we just, we eat these foods and they, they just, they get the bliss point. We love the sugar, the salt, the fat, and we keep going after them. And how you get them to, to transform? So, family. so I think one thing I do is, you know, I practice humility. Like I look at it like, you know, Jasmine, you're the CEO of Jasmine. I know what I've read that led me to my choices. Whoever I'm talking to, I, I look at it like I'm talking to another CEO. They've read their own information. They've made their own choices. So if I come at them like I'm the CEO of their person, automatically that's creating a disconnect. So I come at people like even when people come to my home, like I hear some vegans say like they won't they won't have any meat at, in their home. I completely understand that. But at the same time, like if I'm trying to show people something new and I'm trying to put people onto a new lifestyle, I don't think they're going to be receptive if I disrespect theirs. So whatever you feel like you need to nourish yourself, I'm going to have that for you when I come to when you come to my home. But what I'm going to do is like I'm going to have that one thing, but then I'm going to have all my little cool vegan dishes, too. And, and it always happens like they start to eat their food. Then they start eating my food like, oh, Jazz, you know, those vegan cheese scallops you had. Can I have the recipe for that? And before you know it, like I, I didn't come at them like a used car salesman trying to push something on them that they might not necessarily want. It's just like I just I just came at them like they were my equal. They tasted the food for themselves and now they have questions. And even when there's a, a argument or well, when people want to start something with me, like they'll come for me with, the you know, with my my vegan shit and try to get into a debate. And I don't take the I don't take the bait. They'll be like, no, nah, but meat does this, this and this. And I'm just like, okay, well, if that's the way you feel, like, you know, do what's best for you. And then when people see you respond like that, sometimes that's when they'll become more interested because they be like, oh, yeah, I like jazz as a person. Like, I'm interested in whatever she's doing because it seems to be working for her, not only on a health level, but on a spiritual level. So. Living by example. Yeah. Living by example. I say that all the time. Like, I, I go live. I try to go live at least once a day, you know, on Instagram. And I always say that, you know, I like I, I I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that people like share my page with people and they tell people, oh, this guy here, he's in shape and he's vegan. I'm like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm a Loch Ness monster. Jasmine's a Loch Ness monster. Clemens, you're a Loch Ness monster. Even Chef AJ, Loch Ness monster. They don't know us from Adam. They think we're a mythical creature on the internet. I said, if you want to be the, if you want to show people how healthy, happy, and energetic and great this lifestyle is, guess who has to be that example? The person right in front of them. You got to be that person. 
So, like, if you're trying to get your friends and family to go vegan, but you out of shape, you angry, you pissed, you uh, you bashing on everybody that's not vegan, why they want to be a part of that? You got to you gotta turn that table, and you got to be that person. Like, I have a great example of a friend that I've known since literally elementary school. Talk about me being vegan. <laughs> I mean, like a dirt, like, like dirt. Just talking about me vegan every chance she got. We were at uh, my frat brother's wedding and I'm just, I'm that guy. I don't drink no more. I stopped drinking in 08. I'm just happy go lucky. I'm out there having a good time. Randomly, I get an email after his wedding and she's like, all right, John, I'm, I'm tired of this. You always the most energetic, happiest person, no matter what, I don't care what's going on. I'm ready to start this vegan stuff. Now, mind you, I never pushed it on her. I never pressed it on her. And I'm not one of those people either. I, I do believe that and this goes to your question, Columbus, as far as how do I get people to go? I'm not that person that shies away from people that aren't vegan. I know some people that are vegan, they're like, oh, I can't be around them. I can't do this. I can't do it. I was like, if you're actually trying to impact these people and help them, you got to be around them. I'm not religious at all. But what religious leader do you know doesn't go around the people he's trying to help? If he's really trying to help or she, he or she trying to help. And I'm not saying it's religion, but if you're trying to help the people, I don't care what it is, you got to go to the people. A lot of times, whether it's veganism, finances, education, whatever it is, we get on top of this hill and we look down at everybody else that doesn't have what we got. And we're like, hey, y'all need to come up here with me. And then they're like, I don't even know how to get up there. We're like, well, you need to figure it out. No, you got to go back down there, show them, hey, I'm from where you from, but I'm going to show you how to get back up here. If you ain't ready to go, I'll come back later. But I'm going to take these people with me right now. But I'm going to come back and get you later on. I'm going to check on you. And I think that's one thing we have to do is we have to be, we have to humble ourselves and understand that we have to be that example to help these people out. And I think that's what's helped me out. And I, believe me, I had that little run where I was this egotistical, everybody ain't vegan, then you ain't crap, don't even talk to me vegan this, vegan that, and I had the same wedding that I went to, that frat brother was like, hey, bro, I gotta be honest with you, man, you coming off too harsh, and I'm like, no, man, I'm trying to help the people, he's like, but you're not helping anybody, and I said, how you know I'm not helping anybody, he said, because ain't nobody listening, and that, I mean, that was like the dagger here, he twisted it, and And I was like, you talk about where, where somebody hit you with something, and you ain't even gotta come back, I was like, but Dang, that's that was deep. I was like, oh man. And he I don't even think he was trying to be deep. It's just the way he laid it out. It just made sense. He's like, you ain't helping nobody because nobody's listening to you. There you go. So yeah. No, that I you both are right. You both are right. And I I mean I see that on a regular basis. You know, I just I always kind of describe myself as like that running back that's trying to look for the hole. I'm not gonna pound a running back that pounds the hole, they're not yeah. going anywhere. You wait, you dance around, you look for the right timing, and then you go in once a hole is there and they're receptive to you. You got to be that Barry Sanders. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then honestly, like, again, not, not generalizing, but it's common in our community. Like, you can't really come at us a certain way. Um, you know, all that attitude and like, I'm going to argue you down. And, you know, we just like, we're going to miss the whole point of what you're saying because it's like, um, who the fuck you talking to? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Absolutely. and I think Little Wayne said it best when they were talking about him and the codeine or whatever that was in his cup. And I remember he commented, he was like, I don't care if it's heroin in my cup, it's my cup. 
And I think that same spirit is in a lot of black people. Like we need our agency. Like you can't take our agency away from us. You can't disrespect us and then think we're gonna follow whatever you're doing. Like you have to just come with respect. So and and to go along with what you're saying, just like, and that goes with us too, though. Like, I guarantee you, you while we're saying all this nice and friendly stuff, you ain't just gonna come to Jasmine no twisted way either. She gonna let you know, like, the same way with me. Like, I'm all nice. And have, like, they didn't call me badass for no reason. Like, I, I'm nice. I'm go lucky. But if you come to me twisted, I'm gonna let you have it. But I never started. My mama told me, you better not start nothing, but you better finish it. And I've, I've been finishing it for 44 years, and I'm gonna keep on finishing it. Like, oh, yeah. That's just how it is. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, and I'll—I mean, I'll be honest. I have—I live in my skin, and so inside of my world of medicine, we talked about this with Bill Mills yesterday a little bit. But I'm not going to even go there into some of the stuff. I have to hit them in such a way <laughs> that they know never to step to me, and it's in a very professional way, but where they know they're being read and they understand yeah. what's 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 going down in, in that moment. And it's important. It's important to kind of set boundaries and to be respectful because I may mean, always joke and say, listen, you don't talk about somebody's, you don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics, don't talk about somebody, you're, you're someone's mama, and you don't talk say, about somebody's food. Yeah, you don't talk about somebody's food. There's four things you don't talk about. And I'd always say, I say, but I'm gonna I'm inch on the food just a little bit, just a little bit. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes the things that people want to avoid talking about like that'll be the thing that gets people like you're going into this whole soliloquy about like animal justice and all you had to say is hey you know Beyonce tried that diet and, <laughs> and then that be the one line that gets mm -hmm. you tried right there <laughs> yes. yeah there was yes. there was a there was an event in, in North Carolina and this lady I, she uh, she came to hear me speak but she got there late so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the, you know, the hug the baby, take the picture, this, you know, before masks and everything, you know, everybody take pictures. And so she waited patiently and she's like, I, I really wanted to talk to you because um, I had this situation. I've had, uh, I've had ovarian cancer twice and they think it might be coming back a third time. I've had surgery twice and the doctor keeps telling me to eat more meat and eat more protein and this and that. And I'm like, and so I'm it, I'm actively listening though. Like I'm listening to everything. She's like, I got two kids and they mean the world to me. And it'd be the, it would be the end of me if I knew I left them behind and this and that. And so we built like a rapport. We were there for like 20 minutes talking, building this rapport. And I'm listening, I'm listening. Like she kept mentioning the kids and they mean the world to her. And I said, I said, so what's holding you back from, from switching it? And she's like, you know, it's just, I was raised this way. I'm like, but how is this way working for you? And she's like, I, you know, it's not working the best, but I just have this fear. I said, okay, okay, you got a fear. And this is when, just like what Jasmine said, it's knowing your audience. I go, okay, so um, have you figured out who's your best friend? Like, who's your best friend in this world? And she was like, who's my best friend? I was like, yeah. I was like, because if you don't want to change and you've seen that nothing else is working, I mean, you got to know who you want to leave your kids with. And her face looked, she the way she looked at me, and like the tears started forming in her eyes, it started forming in mine too. And she goes, that was it. She was like, nobody talked to me like that. I said, cause nobody actively listened to you. They were just telling you, this is the textbook, do it this way. And then if it was a vegan, they were like, this is it. This is this way. You got to find your why. That's your why. If your kids mean that much to you, 
if your health means that much to you, if your grandma's health means that much to you, if you want to be around for your kids, whatever it is, your why has to be stronger than your excuse. And I found her why. And as soon as I did that, she was like, yeah, that was it. She was like, I guess I didn't need to hear your speech. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> that was it. But you got it. And, and believe me, it was a it was a touchy subject to use it. But I knew that's what she needed to hear. Now that I'm going to tell you, man, there are trained professionals who have not been able to develop that skill of not only active listening, but also also being able to have a degree of empathy to understand and when to intervene and when to interject. Mm -hmm. So bravo to you, man, that that that's that's incredible. Because uh, I'll tell you, that's a failure of our system. That's a failure of the medical system, right? That you're in this rat race of this rapid, hey, let's roll through like a revolving door of patients where there's no time to listen because we're not allowing you to talk <laughs> and there's no time to do anything else to really try and uh, enact behavioral change. So yeah, no, that that's that's deep. You changed a lot. How, how is that now for you? Like, is that is that a big thing where like you have a time limit now that you can talk to patients in a sense? I personally don't. So okay. I have the good fortune of being the specialist. So when I go in, I set the table on my own. So I get all the, the nonsense out the way. I won't call it nonsense. I review, I read everyone's chart. And the crazy mm -hmm. part is before I even see them. So I don't know if you all are familiar with like Tom Cruise's movie, The Minority Report. Yeah. yeah. So it's back like in knowing that, beforehand. It's, yeah, it's back in the day. It's like they would go back and stop the crime before it happened. And so I swear to all goodness, I just, I was on call this past week and I meet this 62 year old African-American man who had a history of high blood pressure. So I started digging through his records back 10, 20 years. And I find a note where he saw a cardiologist, his kidney function was fine. His blood pressure was through the roof high. He wasn't taking the meds, no mention of, of anything. And now fast forward, he has heart failure. He needs to have a transplant. He has all these ailments that are going on. And I, I sit there all the time thinking to myself, and what if I can go back in time and really listen to them and, and give them the opportunity to realize that there's a better way, that you have an opportunity to change the shape of your future. And the crazy part, and both of you brought this up, is that in your movie, is that when our, our community that has this huge health disparity, this health disparity doesn't just affect us because now you have uh, fathers that are lost early in life that affects the financial strata for the family, mothers that are lost early in life, that affects the, the financial strata and the, the development of people, of the kids and the family. And if you have a chance to, inter, to intervene there, you can change a whole generation of people and uplift them. And that's why what you all are doing is way superior than what anyone with a white coat and a stethoscope could ever do one day in their life because you're telling the story of change. And that's powerful. It really is. It's a form of activism is really what it is. Y'all are going in. I mean, you're, you're keeping your namesake, John, <laughs> and you're doing it. You're doing it, Jasmine, too, as well. I mean, you guys are, you guys are doing it. So just had to take a little uh, tangent to, to, to reflect <laughs> and give that appreciation to you guys. But speaking of activists, right? And you all are activists. You may not say that you are, but you're activists, right? Because you're enacting change, right? And so uh, who would you say is like your, this, this, this intersection between lifestyle, nutrition and activism there? You know, who's your favorite person in history? Who would you most, if you could go back and meet, 
who would you meet, whether or not they were plant-based or not, who would you go back and meet? Anyone in history. Mm. I, I, I'll start just you know jazz. I, I would say I would love to go meet whoever in my bloodline was brought over here first mm. and, and, and get to know like the fear, what they were doing before they came here. Like, like I, I, I don't think we really, really dive into that a lot. Like we just think that, you know, cause we, we talk about it, you know, whether it be a black history month or whatever, we talk about like, it's not that we were just slaves. There was a whole life over there before that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what were you doing before this shit happened? What, what lifestyle, what family did you have? You know, cause I, I've done my like DNA and, and you know, like some people, they question and all that, but I've really dived into it. Not just the swabs, but I've done research. Cause that was, that was going to be a big part of the film too. That was just going to be costly. <laughs> like we were already at a big budget. Like I was going to go back to Africa and like really trace it, trace it, trace it and really show the history of our eating and all this stuff. And, um, you know, through my, through my looking, and this this got me, like, I didn't even notice until about a year ago, like, I got family, like, in Barbados, which I never would have connected the boat, you know, you know, you know, you, we talk about, like, maybe Haiti or something like that, but then Barbados, like, I just never envisioned me having a bloodline in Barbados, you know what I'm saying, like, and then having all these other bloodlines, so for me, it would be whatever or whoever was like that person on that boat, that's my bloodline and tell them like, you know, like your sacrifice wasn't for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I'm sure they, you know, they, they didn't want to do that. Uh-huh. You know, look how many people they say jumped off the boat. You know, I was just looking at a history of, um, I was doing research cause you know, I like posting controversial shit. That's just me. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I found it. I found a history of, where they found that the slave ship owners, what they would do is basically like the airplanes today, they would overpack the planes, knowing that everyone wouldn't make it. But guess what they did with everybody that didn't make it? That was food. Think about that. So they like everybody ain't gonna make it, and we ain't gotta pack fresh food because they gonna pack, they gonna die out anyway. Wasn't no refrigeration back then. Wasn't no freezers back then. So they were eating the black people that didn't pass, that didn't make it to the whole passage. Because remember, it wasn't like a jet plane where you can make it over there in a day. This was week voyages, weeks voyages. So yeah, so just learning more stuff like that. I, I would love to go talk to some like my ancestor from that. I think I would go back to, um, Yes, the Black Panther Party meeting where they decided to introduce the free breakfast program. Um, they were definitely on to something where it's just like, if, if children are hungry, like how can they thrive in school and be the best that they could be? So because they were so progressive, I would have loved to like add it on that, like, hey, hey, but what they eat too will also yeah. make a difference and make us stronger. So I think that's, mm-hmm. that's where I would go in history. Yeah. I, I could have seen you collaborating with Angela Davis, right? And really putting it down and getting some vegan food up in there too, as well. <laughs> so that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, so I'll tell you, I, it's no time like the present to introduce my idea. So I told you I had an idea for Wait, 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 wait. before you do what's that. Yeah. What's your person? Gosh, man. You can't you ask the question and then not answer the I question. I can't, I mean, <laughs> 
I mean, it's that's it's really hard because I'm a history lover. Like I love, love, love. No, history. me too. But and it, I, yeah. I feed on it, and it's just like, geez, I don't know. I think to be honest with you, think about this. I just, just want one I just, person, not your favorite person. Just one no, person, I'll, not your favorite. I, person. I already got, I got it, but it's not going to be anything that's an aha moment for you. I would want it to have been there when my dad was coming up. When my dad was going through the struggle, when my dad dope, was though. younger, I was, my dad was 40. And back in the day, 40 year old having a baby is, is, is a little bit older. I was the pleasant surprise. I wasn't the mistake. I was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. All right. <laughs> my brother is 16 years older than I am. So Got you. I always feel, I think part of the reason why I'm in this fight, right. I'm in this fight is because part of me feels still deep down, I'm still that little boy who feels like I lost out on my dad. Right. I lost out on the time when I could he could advise me with the stuff that he had gone through. And he did a lot of great things and sacrifice. Yeah. So I probably would have started there. And then I would have branched out to like all the other curiosities is what I would have done that after that point. Gotcha. That's that's probably what I would have done. So no, that's a good but, answer though. That is. <laughs> yeah. But um, but all right. So my idea, my idea, my idea is this is a biopic. This is a, a bio picture that's gonna mix veganism with history okay so guess who guess who it is who i want you all to do a pick on dick gregory that's right because what it will do dick gregory's life right what that's going to do is that's going to tie in all the pieces you can get the credit scott king you can get the rosa park piece you can get the black panther piece and now you can tell the story from a different perspective and digging back in time that's right there that this isn't brand new for us all right mm -hmm. and this this idea of civil rights and that night you know what should be this activism has been there forever and this is a part of it yeah no that's that's a that's a hell of a person to do it on yeah right i mean and it's just like you're it's you know the reason why it hit me is i remember when i was trying to figure out what i wanted to be and so I am religious. So I, I was like, man, what should I do? I don't know what I should do. I said, okay, all right. If, if I should, if I should be a doctor, cause my dad was always pushing me be a doctor, lawyer, business person. That's why I respect you, Jasmine. Cause you're like, listen, I'm crushing the whole American dream idea. I'm doing me and I'm gonna do it well to the best I can. Right. And you've done that. And, uh, but in all honesty, I love what I do. Right. I love all the iterations of what I do. And so I was like, man, what should I do? Should I really do this? And I said, okay. If I'm going to do this, I need to watch a show that's about a doctor, but it can't be no Doogie Hauser or any of these other shows that literally is about a doctor. So I'm watching TV one day and all of a sudden this movie, I started watching a stupid movie, just turn the channel. I didn't have like, it wasn't remote control Jasmine back in the day, like when you grew up. This is one I had to use. It's the pliers. pliers. I had the plier, right? Oh, I know about the pliers. Though. So you were the remote control, is what you're all saying. All right, that's right. You were the remote control. I got a little mileage on me, sir. All right, all right. So I, I started watching this show, and next thing I knew, it was about a doctor taking care of somebody, and it hit me, and I was like, "Oh hell, I'm supposed to do this." And then in the at that moment, it didn't matter what adversity I I went through. I was like, "This is what I'm doing." I wrote, I wrote in my yearbook, I'm gonna be chief of cardiology. I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. And I was blessed. So, but, but, you know, the whole point of it is, is the fact that, you know, we have to just kind of getting back to the, the, the whole iteration of things. It's just, we, um, 
I think that that role in Dick Gregory and all those guys, it's powerful. It's powerful if we yeah. do that. It I is. And, and I like how you tied in everybody too, because he was a he was that plug as we as the kids used today. He was the plug. So like everybody knew who Dick Gregory was from Muhammad Ali to whoever. They knew who Dick Gregory was. And I don't think they were all ready for his outgoing personality about what he believed in because everybody was and it's funny i think that goes for all of us too when it comes to veganism everybody will agree with us on everything from social justice to the economy to the government as soon as we mention veganism oh but that's bullshit <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait 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 time out you don't think all the other stuff we talked about is tied into that and i think dick gregory was kind of on that page well i went kind of he was on that page already like if you're gonna look at the whole circle don't just look at half of it, like walk all the way around to the other side of the circle and see what's really going on. Yeah. And I think it's, and that's connecting people to people that they idolize is important. Cause even me, like my, my friends, they know that I'm not a doctor. They know I'm not a scientist. They know I'm not a nutritionist. So when I say things to some people, it only holds but so much weight because they're not looking at me as someone they revere in that way. But then right. when you do have like, you do stories on the people like Dick Gregory and Angela Davis and Coretta Scott, that's when people start paying attention because they already have a, they look up to these people. So. Yeah. The cool part about yeah. that is you can, you can hit it with humor too, right? So humor always cuts, cuts, cuts that thickness of like the tension of all the deep stuff. So this is what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I like to do. Yeah. I'm a self-proclaimed comedian. I'm really not that funny, but I think I am. So I just I use a lot of comedy in what I do. Right. John be having some wild Instagram posts. Like, I've been oh, like, yeah, John, I've seen some that. of your posts, I be having to get up off IG. Like, I'll be scrolling and I hit one of his posts. I'm just like, you know what? Let me just get up off Instagram. Like, I can't even do the internet today. I can't do John today. It's but it, it works i get i get at it's least hilarious. one person a week i get at least one person a week that'd be like i never thought of it that way like i'm gonna crack a joke but it's gonna be a lesson in there and they're like man i ain't never thought about it like that like you know what i'm saying like or when i post like yesterday i posted a, uh this lady showing a chicken recipe i said man like ain't that crazy that you would put an unfertilized uh egg inside the breast uh, or the, the the tissue of that same animal that birthed it and then not only that you want to dip it in some more of that uh unfertilized wow. embryo and then i said that in the caption i said what if we just call food what it really is because people are always mad why you call them vegetables a hamburger you think that's not what it's called it ain't a hamburger they called it hamburger that ain't what it is like so i like to do that and they're like man if you keep posting stuff like this i'm definitely going vegan and i'll see that all in the comments <laughs> You get some vegans like mad, like, oh, I wish this came with a warning. I'm like, do you get mad at your TV when a food commercial come on? Like, you say, they like, don't get mad at me. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm appealing to. I realize that most of my following is not vegan. You know, it's shockingly, but when we when they did a study for me, like most of my following, over half my following is not vegan. So for all the vegans that get mad, that's cool. Y'all can leave. I, I No offense, but I can't make nobody more vegan than what they already are. My page is not for vegans. It's to help other people to become vegan. There's no tears to veganism, even though some people think it is. Like People think you're tier seven vegan and you know, you're know ultimate. You got a platinum card or whatever it is. It doesn't work like that. I'm trying to help other people go vegan. So 
you got to have some comedy in there. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got to be all seriousness and hateful. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That That is true. Because I remember one time, I mean, the, the whole thing is that too many people, whether or not it's in religion or anything else, they're preaching to the choir. All the people going to applaud. It's the same people all the time who go back and hear the same stuff. You're like, well, what about everybody else? Yeah. And so if I'm a goal to everybody else, that means I have to have a little bit of kind of a little edge, a little bit of a different approach where I can kind of, like you said, Jasmine, it's like, you know what, you come to my home. All right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at you like that. It's like, I'm gonna have stuff for you to kind of be able to try out and begin that, that conversation through taste. Yeah. And I don't make the food. Like if they want something, like I don't, I'm not like cooking all the chicken yeah. and stuff. Like I bring it for, you know, I order it, but. Yeah. You better than me. I, I'm gonna be honest. You, you better than me. Like they, they, you better than me because they don't come to my house. You better not bring this. <laughs> now I went, but I'm the other way though. If I come to your house, I ain't like yo. You better put that chicken up. I'm in your house. You do what you want. You come to my house though. And I never forget my uh my brother in law wanted to cook a turkey at my house one day because I was like, I was like, who house? <laughs> who, who house you plan on cooking at? Because I they they going to my oven. Oh, well then, well, I'll just cook it and I'll bring it. I was like, bring it where? <laughs> like, bring it here. Like, I just, hey, when I come to your house, I don't tell you what to do. Because he, 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 he was adamant about it. Like, come on, man. It's, it's this. And I was like, first of all, I don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. you lucky I'm, you even coming over here for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not even get into that history. Second of all, no. <laughs> I don't know. It ain't happening. Yeah, my fam, they'll get slick. Like, if they know, because before I wouldn't do that, but if, if they knew I was cooking, they'd be like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to eat before we come and then see you there. And it's just like, <laughs> then, uh -oh. then, like, I can't even get to the bait because they just come over there already. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all so rude. <laughs> Your family, God love them. God to love them. Love them. But all right, so tell 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 us what is on tap for both of you next. I mean, John, you got the movie still that just dropped and everything like that. You know, you got to tell people where they can find it, what you have cooking, what's on the shelf, um, where they can follow. If people don't know where to follow you, at least give them a shot. There's a few people under a stone who don't know. That, that ain't even under stone. I, I'm not one of them people. Like, I actually have a friend. I'm not gonna say no names. They're like, if people don't follow him, he's like, well, man, forget them then. I'm like, dude, like, everybody doesn't know who you are, bro. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, for me, you can find me at Badass Vegan uh, on Instagram. Tw well, my Twitter's been suspended since last February. Hopefully, it'll be back <laughs> this month. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it's back. Uh, Pinterest. Can you, can you Facebook, say the tweet? Can you say the tweet that got you suspended? Or maybe we shouldn't, Chef AJ. I'm no, not sure. You know, the crazy thing is, this is the craziest part. It was a tweet. I reposted a tweet. It's these two kids. I want to say like 2016. Literally, the post went up like 2016. But I guess Twitter retroacted and went back in some tweets and found a tweet. I reposted it for these kids. They, I don't know if you remember, it was these two kids that were walking around with super soakers and they would slide one to a total stranger. They were just breaking the ice and showing, you know, humanity and having fun. And then, but he had Pharrell's because I'm happy in the background. And that's what got flagged. And I guess my account got flagged a couple of times for music already. So that was like the oh, last draw. Got it. Got so they it. took me down for music. Like, it, wow. 
<laughs> like y'all know me. At the end of the day, y'all know me. I don't post nothing hateful, nothing derogatory, nothing. In fact, I'm all about motivating. I might call you out while I motivate you, but I'm motivating. And some other accounts been gone since then. Um, the movie they're trying to kill us. We had our two week uh, screening process. Um, we told everybody it was gonna be two weeks, and for some reason, people are still mad. <laughs> like, but I can't find it. And I said it was gonna be two weeks. We told you two weeks. And you know how we are. We want to wait till last minute or wait till after the deadline. And then we want to turn our test in and get mad at the teacher because the teacher won't take it. So right now we're actually working on um, uh, distribution. Uh, there has been some interested parties. Don't know if it's going anywhere yet, but still working on some stuff. Um, finally got my book dropping. Got a got an email that it'll either be dropping fall of this year or winter of 2023. So one of the two, and I'm, I'm very uh, blessed to be signed with Penguin Random House. So big name, they, and I told them when we, when we signed the deal, when they were talking about all this, oh, the Today Show and this and that, I said, oh, that's cool. I said, but I want to do an HBCU tour. I was like, I want to go directly to the people that I'm really, this book is for. I said, the book is for everybody, but it's for black people. And so they agreed to that. So uh, doing that, um, I'm actually speaking to South by Southwest this year, which is crazy. Uh, and I'm speaking with Steve D'Angelo. If anybody's ever heard of Steve D'Angelo, he is like the godfather of cannabis, but he's vegan as well. So we'll actually be exchanging on the stage. So I'll be I'll be talking about the power of plant-based and how to heal the community. And he'll be talking about the power of cannabis and how to help heal the community. And so very blessed to be doing that. And I'll probably do a screener while I'm there South by Southwest. So I think that's that's about it, man. Just just loving life. That's it, that's it huh? That's it? That's, that's, good, it, yeah. stuff. that's, that's good stuff. Love it. Endorsements, a book. That's it. The clothing company. No big deal. The clothing company, Peace on Mars. That's, that's about it. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's good stuff. Jasmine? So I am, I'm currently working on another documentary, like my first one I tackled, like, the type of food. So my next one, I'm tackling like people's relationships with food and the psychology behind that um, relationship. So that's going good. And I'm also working on like a kid's book because I do want to, you know, do something for the younger gen too. So it's going to be a kid's book. It's called um, Queen Vagana and Princess Apple. And I'm trying to think of a, a male counterpart. And it's not necessarily just for vegans. It's something just to get kids eating vegetables. And that's what I have next. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, like TikTok, Clubhouse. The only <laughs> thing, though, is I have a really funny relationship with social media. So, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm there, but I'm not really, like, there but that's where you she might post once a month is what she said <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and i'll go through spurts if i'm doing something real cool i'll post a little but for the most part i'm like eh. and um and i just want to say um john congratulations on everything you are doing i feel like i'm just on this zoom with these two like the epitome of black men like this is <laughs> Like, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm talking to this, like, this cardiologist and this, like, entrepreneurial filmmaker, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like. Yeah, but you, I'm, I'm you doing your thing, here. though. You doing your you thing. Like, you have always yes. done your thing. So I, I guess you could say we're, like, a little new Marvel superhero group that's, that's forming. That's all. That's all it is. 
That's it. Oh my That's Captain it. Captain Marvel. There you go. <laughs> That's all it is. All right. So I want you both to I'm gonna put you on the spot. I want you to leave the audience with two things that you want them to know. Either uh, all right, John, you got you got elected first. Either about Gosh. black history, either about food or something that they can to enact change, to be about change. Something, mm -hmm. something, drop some wisdom. Leave them with some wisdom. All right, I'm gonna drop wisdom. So when it comes to health, I always tell people this. I said, um, people don't, and this is this isn't even a vegan thing, this is just a health thing. People wonder why I walk so much. And it's funny, I used to laugh at my mom all the time. My mom used to walk two, three miles a day. And I'm like, mom, why are you walking? That ain't doing nothing for you. And I don't think my mom knew the science behind it, but she just knew that she had to walk. So I went to I went to South Africa and it rang out in my head because while I was there, people were walking everywhere. They were walking five, six miles one way. And people were like, how do you know they walk five, six miles one way? I was like, because there was nothing for five to six miles. Like, period. Like, there's nothing there. So when I started doing the research, people need to understand the importance of walking. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. The study, we always hear 10,000 steps. People don't realize this. When you talk about 10,000 steps, studies have shown that if you take 2,000 steps or less, your mortality rate is all the way up to 75%. 75% if you take 2,000 steps or less. I know people that barely take 200 steps. So I'm sure this is ringing a bell to them. Science has also proven that if you increase those steps from 2,000 to 5,000, your mortality rate drops down to 50%. Still high, but you, you've lowered it. If you take that up to 7,500 steps, you have lowered your mortality rate all the way down to 25%. But if you take that 10,000 steps a day, now, mind you, it doesn't matter if you run, walk, crawl, whatever it is. If you take, you could go fast, you can go slow. 10,000 steps, you take your mortality rate all the way down to 6%. 6%. We're not saying you got to be no supermodel, no health king, health queen. We're talking about getting your body in motion because people don't realize all the activity that has to happen in your body from your brain to your big toe, pinky toe, whatever, for you to take one step. So start incorporating steps. If you want to start running marathons after that, cool, but start getting those steps in. That is very important. Get those 10,000 steps in. I probably, it's funny, without even me trying now, I'm probably averaging around 25,000 steps a day just with all I'm doing a day, you know? Um, and what was another thing to leave him with? You said health. I don't know what else to leave him with. All right, Jasmine, you leave him with something, and then I'll come back. How about that? Okay, okay. All right. The last, see? Teamwork. So, Teamwork. Um, Marvel. <laughs> so, We're going to call it Marvel because it's black. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say um, my aunt, she, you know, months ago, she got um, diagnosed uh, on, on the road to being pre-diabetic. And so they wanted to, of course, put her on pills. Then she thought about, you know, me, my film, my lifestyle. And this is years after, you know. And so she tried plant-based eating. She went back to her doctor. And they're like, yo, your blood levels are cleaning up. You're, you know, you're no longer on that route. So I would say when you make choices, um, something you might think like, oh, I'm just eating my Doritos or, oh, I'm just eating my hamburger or whatever. You can be influencing someone that you love to continue a lifestyle that's killing them. Like if you're a parent and you're giving that stuff to your kid, like it's like, sure, it might seem innocent. You might be setting your kid up to die from heart disease, diabetes, cancer at age 45 when you can give them a piece of celery and apples and make sure they live to be 100. So just know that these little choices 
that you think, or not even little choices, but these choices that you think are small can be life or death for the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to come back after that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got it. I will say, say, okay, so I'm all about energy. I'm all about, like, putting out the most positive energy you can. I always say you got to fill your heart with love because if you got a heart full of hate, I don't care what's going on in your life, you can't receive love. And a lot of times we look for outside sources. Um, Going along with that, I will say it's all about the energy you put out because there was an event in... It was uh, Eat, Drink, Vegan. Back in the day, it was the Vegan Beer Fest. So this is like back in 2015. And there was a lady waiting to say hi to me. It's funny. I always got somebody waiting to say hi, whatever it is. And she's waiting to say hi. She waits to the end. And she comes to me. She's like, I just had to wait and say hi to you. I'm like, oh, well, nice to meet you. She's like, no, you don't understand. Like, your Midnight Motivations, if one really appeals to me, I print it out and I put it on this bulletin board. And I was like, wow, thank you. Like, that's crazy. She said, but I have to be honest with you. There was one night that you put up don't worry about what other people think about you you are loved you might not know the person that loves you but somebody out there loves you and she said that was the night I was actually going to kill myself and I started tearing up and she, yeah exactly and I was like like I mean, it's getting me now and I was like wow and she was like you never know who you're reaching she's like but keep going and so that's why I always say you never know what somebody's going through and you might be having a shitty day but and you want to put that energy off on somebody else, somebody might be having a worse day than you. And that one sequence where you could have been a jerk or been a kind-hearted person might be that one little moment that changes the whole perspective of their life. So remember the energy you put out. And that's what I mean to say about that. Yeah, they got me. Woo! Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a day right there. And I'm like, I'm badass vegan. You got to be crying out here in front of all these people. <laughs> And you go, you go, you gonna drop that at the end of the show with everything going on in the world with mental health and suicide. Exactly. And, I mean, it's just, I mean, that right there is really what we should be about, right? Yeah. It's trying to encourage folks to be a better version of themselves and let them know that they're loved and love, loving them for who they are. And that's mm-hmm. so. Thank you for that. That's yeah. I think we'll end on that note. We'll. Before before she has us all, he John's gonna try to have us all up here buying Kleenex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this dude right here in the show like that. No, but, I think I. I mean, I, I loved I love John's answer as a conclusion. So, <laughs> but listen, it's been incredible. I know the folks out there have been blessed by having you both on. I think you've given insight into our culture, insight into your why insight into your vantage point and why all of us have this unique journey it's a little bit different with us (laughs) with people of african descent and our approach towards delivering the message of of health and wellness and of life and activism and embracing others and so thank you both for what you do it's powerful thanks for having us man thank you chef aj too thank you no thank you guys I, i it's like it's like being around three movie stars Oh man, you <laughs> right there. I like this shirt too. Uh-uh. You're up there with us. Like well, we you're got on the top of the hand, the trenches. Me and Jazz got the same birthday. Oh wow, <laughs> trouble right there. And Victoria that Moran. Fire. There's a lot of great people born on that day. Wow, Wonder Woman's born on that day. Yeah, Marcel what? Marceau and William Shatner. I don't know. I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> I got all bases covered. Yeah. When's your I... birthday, John? Uh, March second. 
Oh, well, uh, okay. Oh, we're, Pisces. Well, we're still in March. That's amazing. Yeah, still Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And Dr. Batiste, you are just, you have star quality. I'm surprised nobody snatched you up for your uh, own show yet. You are just yeah. fantastic. So, it's, it's, it's called the cat lab. <laughs> the cat lab where, where I hit the grind. I'll be back there tomorrow morning. But uh, now nah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's always fun. This I, is fun. I told you, I told you when we spoke together in Kansas City, I was like, man. I ain't, I ain't saying I'm the guru of speaking, but if y'all have ever heard him speak honestly on stage, it's it's a it's another level. He, he the boy is good. Let's like, like they say, sexual chocolate. Boy's good. <laughs> no, I can tell that just no. by the intro. Like he did a two minute. I don't think it was two minutes. Like thirty second intro, and I'm just like. Dang, why do I have? Why am I getting chills? <laughs> like, well, that's why he's right. going to Saudi Arabia. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, come on now. Come yeah. on now. Now I appreciate you guys, man. I, you know what? You inspire me. And uh, I was supposed to have been, my dad was a capitalist. So I got to drop that right there. Cause my, my <laughs> wife is always saying, man, why don't you go back and do legacy just for your dad and your uncle. And they were, they were, they're the generation with Tom Bradley, you know, Mary Bradley you. back in the day. And oh, wow. Cochran. Yeah. That, that back in the day stuff. But uh, this has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. A lot of culture, oh, and, and, um, a lot of work to do. I'm sure Jasmine agrees. If you need anybody to hold your luggage while you go to Saudi Arabia, just let us know. We got you. Um, I won't nobody touch your stuff. I got you. Listen, listen both of y'all have went around the world twice. She just told me she was up hanging out in Bali for a month. I mean, come on now. I was a little jealous. I was, I was, I was watching months. the timeline. Four months. Yeah. I was yeah. Months. I was yeah. Gonna lie. I was gonna lie. Hey, she out in Bali, and then I see her in Vancouver, and she's like, what up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> y'all some international ones right there, man. I want to be like y'all when I grow up. One of these days. One of these days. Crazy. But <laughs> All right, Chef AJ. So y'all can find me. I'm going to rebroadcast this for those of you out there on the Slave Food Project. And because, you know what, we love, love, love what these folks are doing. So we want to blast it out to as many folks as possible. We want to support John in his upcoming film, or his film release, rather, and, and Jasmine, and your upcoming film. We want to make sure we get the world behind both of y'all to blow you up. So, AJ, if there's a person who can do it, it's, it's AJ right, right. there. Well, She's that, going to that's, do it. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm, I want to be Don King, like promoting everything. Uh, he's the plug. Like, I'm telling that's, you. That's what I want to be, you know? But thank you, guys. This has been wonderful. And please come back tomorrow when we have another fabulous show in honor of Black History Month. Dr. Batiste will be co-hosting with another cardiologist. So they're going to mm, have a heart to heart. Get it? Uh, Dr. <laughs> Montgomery. That's what I think we should call it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not Stephanie Powers, though. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. This is all right. Thank you. Thank Love you for your work.